Hello. Ohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. Today <laughs> we have Deborah Driggs. Hi. Deborah, hi. Deborah Driggs. She was a play centerfold, Miss March 1990, Cover Girl, April 1990, awardee, Insurance Industries Million Dollar Roundtable, 2012 to 2019, first VJ for Playboy Channel's Hot Hops, member of SAG, graduate Baron Brown Studio Meisner Acting Technique Program, a member of Tony Robbins' Platinum Lions Partnership, moderator, coordinator, fundraiser for CNN's Van Jones Prison Reform Movement, The Redemption Project advocate for social change virgin unite our operation underground railroad adopted a remote primary school in peru through go campaign donated to horsing or our hands a nonprofit to save horses from slaughter and last but not least arizona helping hands Provider of essentials for children in foster care. Deborah Driggs, let's talk about it. Oh my gosh! You know, you know, it's where did the time go? <laughs> because Deborah, it, I'll tell you something that I this is was wonderful. At the top of your webpage, it says aging gratefully is a full time job. Yeah, love yeah. it. Me too. I'm doing the same too. <laughs> and, well, and you know, I'm glad that you 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 get it because some people go, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, think about it. As we get older, there's like more stuff. It's like the maintenance stuff goes way up. And and then on top of it, you know, if you're a businesswoman or if you're working and then you've got that and it's like it just the whole thing becomes this full-time job. And so I really say that, you know, with a sense of humor behind it. You know that we can't take it so seriously that that we just got to do it gracefully. <laughs> you know what? I understand you, but this is what they say. Oh, she was a Playboy centerfold, so of course she wants to age gracefully. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it doesn't work out so well like that. So, but you know what? I am. Listen, not everybody could say to their friends, "My friend was Miss March." Yeah, can they? No, but only there's I only can. there's only one a year for the last forty years. So, <laughs> wow, how was? I, well, let me tell you one thing. You are beautiful. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Yes. Thank you. And well, listen, I don't, I don't lie. So, you know, <laughs> what, what I was told. Remember the old saying? I'm sure your mom told you. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say it at all. <laughs> Exactly. Don't say anything at all. Just keep so, your mouth shut. That's no, right. And I keep it to so yourself. <laughs> you know, if I if I if I hand out a compliment, it's coming from the heart. You know, I don't I don't lightly do that. You know, me. But too. but I do try to find ways to do it because you know that just brightens everybody's day, just as you did for my day. So thank you. You're welcome. I, 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 I give compliments. I, I give compliments out all the time. I do. I mean, oh I, and you know what? I figure I'm just giving blessings. Like, you know, yes. I, as long as I can make your heart feel good, you could be a stranger. You know, sometimes my kids would look at me and say, oh, she's talking to people again. And I'm like, because that's who I am. So, yeah. 
And it's and that's beautiful. It's beautiful that's, because it is you. a blessing. And you I'm know, it's the, it's the old saying, you know, we never know what people are going through and it doesn't matter. And I've had people, you know, as you know, my bio, I've been up and down and all over. And there have been times in my life where I've been at the lowest, lowest, you know, uh, part. And, and sometimes I'll mention something like that and people go, really? You, mm. you always seem like you have it so together. Mm. And the light bulb went off because I thought, isn't that interesting if that if that didn't hit home for me because I thought how many of my friends are walking around just pretending like they have it all together but really they're suffering you know and yeah. we just never know how far that goes and so I'm real careful I actually did a you know I've been doing some mentor work for free to kind of take people through the program that I did mm -hmm. and I've been working with this one mom and her daughter won't speak to her her daughter left the house and we were talking and I said, she said, well, she should apologize. You know, she's very <laughs> adamant. And I said, why? Why should she apologize? And then she goes into all the reasons why she should apologize. And I said, have you ever taught her how to apologize? Mm. And there was this dead silence. And she mm. said, well, what do you mean? And I said, have you ever done a sincere apology to her? Have you, have you ever shown her what that looks like to really apologize to somebody? She's a kid, you yeah. know, and we lead by example. example. By, people aren't going to do the words, you know, you can do lip service all day long. You can tell people what they need to do. But the minute you start doing that, the ears shut, the body kind of hovers <laughs> in. It's yeah. like nobody wants to hear it. And you've got to do all these things by example. I said, why don't you start out the journey with a beautiful apology and with no expectation, do not expect her to give one to you back, but show her how it's done. How does a sincere apology look? People don't just know, but we have all these expectations. Like she should just know. She should mm -hmm. just know how to do that. Well, how? You know. <laughs> Took me 57 years, girl. I mean, I'm, I was right there with your daughter. I never apologized to my parents. I didn't know how to do that. I did. You were you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> I did. You know what? I I still apologize when I you know when I'm when I'm. Well, somebody in your life must have shown you how that looks. I'll be honest with you. Um, I well, you know, my parents very close raised their family close raised us very close. Um. I just was a different child. I was born different. I yep. just have this heart and you know, um, it's, I'm just, I think I say cut from a different core. Like people will say to me, how could you speak to that person after what they did to you? And I'm like, because that's me. You want to know why? Because there's a higher power that's going to take care of what they did to me. Exactly. But I mean, I'm not going to let them like totally do something worse to me, but to stay hurt about what a person did, my forgiveness is that way. Like, okay, yes, we can talk. I mean, it doesn't mean you can come to my house anymore, none of that, but I don't shut you completely out. Yeah. Um, because we I mean, all, the bottom line, we want to treat people how we want to be treated. treated. And we're all going to, and we're all going to make mistakes. We are all are going to make mistakes at some point. Yeah, it's what do you do with the, I call it a repeat offender. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are some repeat offenders out here. And you're like, wait a minute, you don't get it. You're doing this again? 
Yeah. You know, um, and that's that's where the only thing we can do is have boundaries and stay on our side of the street, keep it clean. And yes. like you said, they're they're not coming over for tea, but you know who they are. They've told you who they are. Yes. 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 And um that's just and there's so many um so much of that going on, I would say now with all the other things going on. You yeah. know, um so I oh I want to tell you what I thought was really beautiful. So your signature talk quotes, I subscribe and I got the wonderful letter. Oh good. Oh, it's wonderful. so not I thought that was beautiful. Yay. Wonderful. Where did you get so- that from? Is that a Tony Robbins thing? Because I now, know when, that you Well, tell me what tell me exactly what you what you got. Okay, so let me tell you what I got. I got, hello there, Mohani. Welcome to Deb's Den. I am so thrilled to have you on this journey with me. Yes, and you'll get, now you're going to get a weekly newsletter from me. What I'll send is, you know, a weekly blog that I write. And then uh, uh, coming up towards the end of the year, you're going to get a letter that's going to talk to you about a program that I'm going to do at the beginning of the year because I did a I, I spoke on this summit and mm-hmm. I spoke about relationships and at the end all the speakers gave away a free gift so I said I'll mentor you for 90 days if you send me a letter telling me what 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 you're having trouble with in your relationships and then I'll choose somebody and I ended up getting about god 30 emails really and, yeah and i thought that was really a good start because i really i just finished doing my program my program is 90 days but i did it for a year just to really make sure i understood what it is i'm doing because you know there's so many programs out there and i've i've obviously dabbled in quite a few of them Uh but really at the end of the day i couldn't find one that i needed which was for healing like, mm. I just want to, I just, so, you know, there was kind of this weird spectrum. It was either I was going to Tony Robbins or I was going to, you know, uh, a rehab for depression or trauma. And I thought, no, I need something somewhere in the middle. I don't want to go to rehab, but yet I don't want to go jump up and down at Tony Robbins. I've done that. Right. But I need, I need a healing journey. And I was really, really looking and there's all sorts of different things. You know, you can do meditation journeys. You can go, go do Joe Dispenza. You can do things specifically for relationships, but I wanted to heal me and self-love and all of that. So I just thought, well, you know, when you want it, you got to build it. And so I just got up one night at two in the morning or one morning at 2 Mm AM and I, got on my whiteboard and I wrote down exactly what that healing journey would take. What would it take to heal? Mm-hmm. And that is the journey that I did. And I and I started out to do it for 90 days and then mm-hmm. 90 days turned into six months and I'm coming up on exactly a year, November 10th, when I started the journey. Wow, beautiful. And, yeah, and I have to tell you, it's the first time in my life that I really removed, we were talking about this earlier, you know, we have to remove and set up boundaries and I removed things that would not help a healing journey and then I added all the things that would help. What would help a healing journey? Mm-hmm. What, would make, what would that look like? And it was not easy. So then I knew I was onto something because I thought, well, okay, if this is hard for me to do, then it's going to be hard for other people to do, but it was so well worth it. So when I spoke about this journey, because I think what happens 
and I were kind of, we'll go back to my past, but what happens in life is, you know, we have, well, for me, this was my experience. You know, I got divorced at 40 mm-hmm. and I kind of went from relationship to relationship. I never took this oh, journey, great. this healing journey to heal the trauma. And I'm not saying the divorce caused trauma, but there is trauma when you end something. An ending is trauma. Doesn't matter what the ending is. It could be a death. It could be a divorce. And some people say that divorce is like death. You know, it really is because it's the end of of a whole relationship. And sometimes there's kids involved. Can I ask so you a I, question? Yeah. Can I, okay, so do you believe that... Um, because I, I'm also divorced, but I tell you, do you believe that if you're married and the, the marriage been over for about six years, you know that feeling, you're living together, yeah. it's just been over. Yeah. Isn't it easier for you to, it's according on how clean the, 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 the divorce go, you know what I mean? Not a lot of fighting as far as property and stuff like that. Yeah. Isn't it a little easier? Like the healing, you have to heal from it, but the healing seems like it would be a little bit easier than if it's like you find out he's cheating he comes and say I'm leaving I'm going with her and I want a divorce yeah so of course it's going to be easier but in my circumstance and this is why the light bulb went off Uh I was the one that left the marriage there wasn't really any cheating there wasn't really a an event it was just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me leaving me leaving yes. and yes. even with that and there was no fight over property or any of that because we didn't really have anything to split up really mm-hmm. except that you know the only real issue for us was we had three young children and but really I didn't realize just how painful that was going to be for me it brought me to my knees really and mm-hmm. and then I realized I think I made a big mistake you know I think I just had a midlife crisis you know i was immature you know i went through the whole gamut of emotions but i never took the time to heal them i just jumped right into mr next Mm. and then that mr next didn't work and then i jumped into mr next again and it just kept going and going and going until this finally this last time you know i ended this relationship and i thought okay you know what this isn't working because now there's a pattern. Every time something ends, you come to your knees, you're so sad, you're hurting. It's, but it's not about that person because I didn't really want the person anymore. And so I'm like, what's going on? I need to figure this out. And I went on a binge and I just started reading everything I could, you know, on relationships and trauma and healing. And I went to a place actually in in Tennessee called mm-hmm. Onsite for a week of uh, living centered and and all based on trauma healing and and that was great and fine. But then what do you do when you get home again? You know, I was like, I need something more substantial. Mm-hmm. So that's what woke me up at, at two a.m. and that's what got me writing. And I thought, you know, I'm going to see if this works. And I literally put myself through ninety days. And what the things that changed were dramatic and then what happens is when you go through this deep healing for yourself Mm -hmm. it kind of it kind of 
it touches everyone around you. And without me saying anything, I could see the healing happening with my kids and I could see wow. healing happening with my friends. And then I got curiosity. People would call me and go, what are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. You look different. You're doing whatever, whatever's going on, you're different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't that interesting? You know, now people want to drink the Kool-Aid. And I thought, okay, I got to put this into a program now. So that's what I'm working on now. And that'll come out probably the beginning of the year. And then I want to take like 20 to 30 people through the program. And I want to see how it does for them. If it doesn't, you know, if they come back and go, ah, nah, nah, then I go, okay, well, I tried, you know, it's, you know, I might have to fail a thousand times before we get, we get it right. But I think I'm on to something. I think, I think it really worked for me. And I also think it slowed down my aging process because when you're doing all this great healing, you're healing everything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know what else? Um, I was listening to you and what was the question? What was the question? Oh, I wanted to say to you, didn't you see how you affected so many people around you when you weren't healed? The fact that they noticed you? Yeah. That, that right there speaks volumes to me because you never know how you affect your environment, your people. They they even look, did a double take. Like, wait a minute, Deborah, what's going on with you? Yeah. That's what I mean. So, you you you're strong. Yeah, people are definitely taking notice. I'm not the the wild party. I'm not jumping the globe. I'm not doing all the things that I took away. See, mm-hmm. I took all those things away in my healing. I took all the running. Basically, here's the, the the thing. I took my running shoes off, put them back in the box, and I thought, okay, I'm going to stay put for 90 days. I'm going to sit through the pain of whatever it is that's, that's, that's aching at me. I don't know exactly what it is because, it, you know, when I ended this last relationship, which now it's been over a year, it wasn't that. I knew it because I thought, okay, Deb, seriously, would you take this person back? And I was like, no. So then what is it? What is at the deepest core level that's making me sad? And you see, here's the good news about this. People, listen up, hear me now. That when you do this work, when you do the 90 days, you are saving other people from heartbreak. Because what if I would have taken somebody back that really I didn't really want, but I'm taking them back because I'm feeling sad and and it's not really what I want. And then I'm missing out on all this great, amazing stuff over here because I'm dwelling in something I don't even want that might be hurting that person as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing is that, you know, when we're not sure of ourselves and we're we're hurting, we take that hurt with us to every relationship. So every past relationship I've had has gone with me to the new one. So why don't you, you know, that's where I say, why don't we stop doing that and take the 90 days to clear that energy of all those, what I call past relationships and clear them and let them go. And you know, and then, you know, because here's the thing. And and then I got some outside help. I have great resources. I have these beautiful energy workers. If you believe in this, I I just happen to believe in energy 100%. And so I had people working on me nonstop and something would come up. Oh, Oh, you know what? There's one more. There's somebody else that was kind of in my life and maybe it wasn't an intimate relationship, but I did go on a few dates. Let's clear that out too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just started clearing it all out because I thought I want to be really open and available to something 
that, that's, that's going to happen when I'm when I'm healing and the healing journey is going to continue forever. You know what I mean? There's always times in our lives where we're going to have to go back to the tools and go, OK, something just came <laughs> up today. I got triggered. Let's find out why. And then I go back to these tools mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I wait. I give myself a couple of days. The other big lesson I learned was don't make any decisions for 24 hours on anything major. Mm. You know, from now on, Deb. And, you know, and I'm a business person, so I sometimes jump really quick to make decisions because people are counting on me. You know, that's just kind of the leader role. Mm-hmm. But I decided, you know what? From now on, I'm going to sleep on everything and test it out and see how it works. You know, it's like I'm going to be the what well, I hate to use this. I hate to use this expression, but I'm going to be the guinea pig for myself. Like, mm-hmm. let's see how well this works. So now somebody would say, Deb, what do you want to do about such and such and such? And I'll go, OK, let me get back to you on that. Sleep on it. Wake up. Go back to that email. I'm telling you every time I feel differently. It's a different, I have a different, the first response is not always the right one. You know, it's good to have those good gut instincts. I like those instincts. I don't want to, I don't want to ever tell anybody not to have them, but it's also good to go, let's see if that gut instinct is the same one in the morning. Let's see if it changed. If you feel the same about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I wake up and I go, you know what? Nope. I feel the same. It's good. We're going to do it that way. Or sometimes I wake up and I go, wow, I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) And I mix it completely, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's interesting because I, you you sound like me as far as the uh, relationships go, you, you, you just jump in. You're like, okay, because in this, for me, it wasn't moving to the next relationship to forget the last. You know how some women go, well, I'm going to just date because it'll make me forget. I don't, that wasn't it. It yeah. was just, it was just to move forward. That was, I mean, I came out of, a, I was with somebody over 20 some odd years. You understand what I mean? So yes. to move forward, it was just, but it wasn't a good relationship. So it was easy, but it was just to move forward. So then I step into the next one and the, the, the mistake I made was I had the habit of being a married wife for some odd years and was giving that energy to that person who didn't deserve it yeah and here's the other here's the other beautiful question Mm -hmm. did you take the time to really sit down and figure out after 20 some odd years what you wanted no did you write did you write it down did you go what do i want at this point (laughs) in my life God, it's been 25 years. I've been with the same person. I don't even know who I am. What do I want? What do I like to eat? Where do I want to travel? What kind of life do I want? You know, and and until we do that work, Mm -hmm. we just, and then it's, we just don't even know. And it's not the other person's fault. We really don't even know what we want. I had so many people in the beginning when I started dating after my marriage that would say, where do you like to eat? What do you like to do? What do you want to do? Where do you see yourself? Da, da, da. And I just sit there like deer in headlights. I have no freaking idea. <laughs> like, I really don't know because I spent 14 years of my life with somebody. And I, you know, you start to become a team with somebody and you yes. start to do all the same things. And then what happens is we get divorced and we think we're just going to do those things with the next person. Nah, it doesn't That's work. Right. Now we got to figure out what do we like? What do we like That's to right. do? What do, what do I like to eat? I know I used to eat that every day with my husband, but guess what? I really didn't even like that. You know what? I remember he didn't like spaghetti. I stopped cooking it, but I love spaghetti. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I can make spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. How you, 
you know, and I, I now though, right? When I step out of all of that and say, wait a minute, and listen, I love men, trust me, gotta move all of them to the side. And I have to figure out what Mohani wants. What do I want? Right now, I want my podcast. I'm, I want a career. I'm an entrepreneur. Right now, that's what works for me. And that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Do the, do what I think. I mean, we have, everybody's human. You do think. That's what memories are for. You happen to look at TV. You see the man in the trench coat. You remember your husband's trench coat. That's just life. Yeah. But it's for you to keep a good thought behind it and not say, oh, what he did to me. You see what I'm saying? When you have that thought about him, to keep it not negative. Well, and the other beautiful, down. the other, the other beautiful thing is, what he did to me. Nobody can do anything to us unless we allow it. Yeah. And usually, what they're doing is they're doing it to themselves. So if he cheated or if he misbehaved, he's just poisoning himself. He can't do that to you. Mm-hmm. You are just a beautiful soul, and you know that's what I talk. Nobody can do anything to you. It might feel like it. You might That's what you allow. Like, but but guess what? <laughs> Where the focus is always on me. Mm. What am I doing to allow it? Mm. What am I doing to allow this behavior? What am I doing to create this in my life? You know, what am I doing to get rid of this out of my life? It always the questions always come back to me centered with me. You know, I I I, I cannot focus any longer in my life. Life is way too short now. Yeah. To not learn this lesson at 57 years old, I really have to look at my side of the street at all times in every situation, even when it seems so like, well, Dad, no, look, they, they, this happened to you. No, how did I create that? Mm. Because I have a part in it no matter what. What? And and I have a part in changing it at any moment in my life, at any second, I can change and move on to the next. And. It's always looking at our side. What did I do? And creating new memories. I can change the story at any time. You know what? I have a lot of, for years, I had that story, that reel that played in my head over and over and over again about my ex-husband <laughs> and how he was the bad guy. Now I have a different reel. I play things and I go, isn't that funny that that happened? Isn't that, that's so uh-huh. fascinating. That's so fascinating that that happened. It's so fascinating that he got remarried five minutes after we were divorced. It's so fascinating <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like the real changed. It's not as dramatic as it was at the time. It is completely now, it's almost like I rewinded it and then replayed it in a completely different way. And we have the ability to do that with any story at any time. Take any wow. story that you're obsessing over and go, you know what, I'm going to rewind that. Let's just rewind it. And then, you know what? I'm going to play it back the way I want to see it. How do I want to see this? Don't see it how you think you're supposed to see it. You get to decide. You get to play the movie any way you want. What about rewriting it with a piece of paper? Absolutely. Like, go back to the date. Like, okay, if we know this happened in 2021, I met such and such. And and you take your bad events and just reverse them. To make them, if you read them positive you'll absorb them positive exactly it's easier to bury them is that it yeah absolutely and then and then i'll take it even a step further i do this beautiful exercise where i write god 
Okay. Oh. Now, some people don't believe in God, so you can write no, Mother Nature. You can write. Mother. You can write Mother Nature. You can say, "Dear Ocean." You can say, "Dear Plant Tree Life out there." Okay, whatever. I write, "Dear God," and、mm-hmm. I say, "Dear God, can you please explain to me why you would allow such a horrible person to enter my life and create all this chaos and whatever the situation is?" Right. I write, "Dear God, Dear God," and then guess what I do? What? I write, "Dear Dabs." Here's the reason why, and then I write as if I'm God, and the answers are all within us. You'd be surprised. I write, dear Debs. No, honey, you, you. This person came into your life to show you this, 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 and this, and it's not what you want. But we wanted to make sure you got it clear. You got it now, okay, honey. And then, and then I continue writing the letter to myself, as if I'm God. That exercise is phenomenal, and I like using God. Also, I'll tell you something. When I was going through just life, we've all had life experiences. I wrote nine books, right? And that, I mean, you can actually get them. It's、uh, broken pieces. It's all about love. Grow through with you what you go through. Now you can clearly listen to those titles to know that that was part of my healing, right? So I'm writing these books, and and the reason why I know you are totally correct about God or your inner self or whatever somebody want to call it. I would say, God, please give me the words. Like, what do you want me to write? And I would sit there, and all of it would just pour out of me, and I would go, "Wow, the spirit is healing me." Yep. And yeah. You, you see, and that's what it was. But I do know and do believe about the writing. And yes, that exercise, I am going to start. <laughs> It's a great two-part letter. You write your problem to God. You say, "Dear God, why is this?" Whatever the problem is, and then you write yourself back, explaining and giving the answers. And I will tell you that exercise that you do before you write is absolutely—it's such—it's so grounding. I do it too because I'm also—I write a weekly blog, and sometimes it'll hit me that a subject that I want to write about. And so I'll pop down to my knees and I'll do the same thing. Dear God, please use me today. To write about, and then whatever I put in the put in the title of the blog, please help me today to write about such and such. I'm going to write from my heart. I don't want to be in my head or my ego. I just really want to put out my honest truth about this subject, and I'm doing it really for the purpose of helping somebody else. And just use me today, God, to write this blog. And then I put on some binary music. I have a whole—it's like a ritual because when、wow. you have that ritual before you sit down to write, your brain actually. Connects. Oh, we're writing now.、Mm, right, right, and gives you the information. Yep, that you need. Yeah, and then you just trust it because then you're free from any type of blocks or like, oh, I can't write about this. You can't. There's no time for that. You've already asked for help. You've already put on the music. Your brain knows this is where we go. We're writing. And I put the thing on the door so my kids know you cannot come in during this time. I'm writing, and. And I, it's like for me, that's my therapy. I take that hour or two to just, and sometimes I just riff. I just write and riff to get、mm-hmm. out on paper whatever it is inside that's holding me back from expressing myself. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, and it's it's the thing is, and to the audience listening, Deborah is totally right. Um, you have to try it to understand the experience. 
Yeah. And you have to be open and tell and see a lot of people who listen, not a lot. I want it to be a little bit of people. So let's say a little bit of people, because <laughs> you know it's power in words. A little yep. bit of people who listen would say, that don't work. You see when it's those people oh, who want you to know, read. And those are the people I love the most because yeah. that was me. That uh-huh. was me. I was okay. that person. And of course I would, you know, like I would go to certain events and I go, oh, okay, I'm not jumping up and down. What's the point? And, or I'd say that doesn't work or, you know, I don't know about that. Or, you know, the doubting mind is the doubting mind. And we, I, we all have a doubting mind. And I was that person. If somebody, I've gotten advice all throughout my years. You know, it took me a long time to get really open and really vulnerable to a new way of doing things. And I will tell you the 90 days that I spent doing all the things I said I was going to do, it was brutal. It was really hard. It was not easy. I had so many times wanted to pick up the phone and get validation. I wanted to get my ego involved you know I you know because a lot of that 90 days is being alone because you got to fall in love with yourself first yeah so you know you've got to be okay being with yourself like it's got to be fun and so I would take myself for a walk or I would you know and then I started the blogging and then you know I would anything and then you know what I removed was I did not allow anybody to text me or or call me during that time that was my time Mm. and you know it's almost like you know when you're in a relationship with your with your significant other your partner your your spouse what whoever Mm -hmm. and you know there's that respect of not allowing other energy in when you're in a relationship and and I truly believe that even the innocence of you know somebody texting you from the past saying hello those are tests and we don't allow that when we're in a relationship we just delete it we don't respond we don't engage with anybody else because it's disrespectful to the person that we're in a relationship with and so that's the tool that i used in my 90 days was like deborah this is 90 days with you and so out of respect for you we're not allowing any other energy in. It's all about you right now. We're in a relationship with each other. How are we going to do this? And so then I got really clear on what I really wanted. I spent a lot of time writing down what I want, what kind of a partner I want, who do I have to become to attract that? You know, who do I have to become to attract? Sometimes we say, oh, I want this, this, and this, but are we even behaving that way to get that? Mm-hmm. And you know so it really i had to get real clear on all of that and that takes time and then you know really looking at it every day and sticking to this is what i want no i'm not gonna not gonna deviate you know and then there's that thing you know where we'll go well you know i don't need all of it (laughs) i know you know okay so you know if i say i want tall dark and handsome well if he's short pudgy and kind of cute i'll take that you know what i mean it's like no stick to the plan because the more we tell the universe what we want the more it shows up Mm -hmm. and but you know that 90 days it gets the universe on track with you because the universe is confused when you're giving mixed signals all the time you're saying you want this but your actions are doing that and so that's why I created the 90 days because I thought no my actions and everything I say have to line up 
completely if I really want this to work. Now, let me ask a question. Yes. What happens if you you go into something with that thought and then you just decide, you know what? You don't you don't want a relationship at all right now. How That's- do you how do you turn the universe around? You just prey on that and you just what happens? Because sometimes when you put in that resistance, you get more of what you yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, so the 90 days is is what we're doing for those 90 days is we're we're falling in love with ourselves. We're yes. healing ourselves. We're healing all those past traumas. We're looking at it. We're we're not running from it. We're sitting with it. We're sitting with pain. It's not easy. And when I tell you when when I go through the list of all the things that I removed and then all the things I added, it's you're sitting in a lot of pain. There there were days where I was like I can't this is this is what did I create here? This is too much. Like <laughs> yes. I'm really this is I'm sitting in a lot of stuff right now. And I would just sit and cry and I'm like okay, this is part of the process. So I don't think for those first 90 days that anybody's going to be thinking whether or not they want a relationship. The mm. first nine, the first 90 days was really about, I'm here to love myself. I'm here to find out about myself. I'm here to heal myself. And then when I said what I did was after 90 days, I continued on for six months because I was still, I knew in my heart that I wasn't ready. I think that if you go through this, this healing, that I think it becomes pretty clear. Like I knew right about I knew right about the 10 month mark, I thought, you know, I think I'm ready now to have a relationship. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but I kind of felt like I can manifest that now. I'm ready. I think we know when we do this healing, mm-hmm. for some people, they could probably, you know, maybe they'll do it in 90 days and be like, oh yeah, that was great. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. And other people are gonna, it might be like me where they go, oh no, I need another, I need another 90 days. And for me, it was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff to look at. And, you know, and so now, you know, now that I've cleared a lot of that energy, I'm like really on the path of like, okay, now I know what it takes to clear energy. Mm. And, what, and what it takes to sit with myself and my my healing and my feelings. Now, how do I translate that into a relationship? You know, how am I going to be the most loving person with a partner? Mm. So I don't know. You know, I think I think. Listen, if we tell the universe we don't want something, we're not going to. You know, that's exact. The universe only can take our instructions and and go by that right you know what i mean what, the universe right. cannot differentiate oh you don't want one today but maybe tomorrow they don't know that right right <laughs> yeah. yeah so really the energy that we put out there's no accident you know when we go to buy a car and this is completely you know it's not the best example but when we go to buy a car and we drive off the lot there is absolutely no accident that all of a sudden we see that car everywhere oh yes yes what is that it's the focus. You know, we fo- what we focus on is what you we get. get. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love and, that example. That, to me, that's a phenomenal example because everybody can resonate with what you just said. If you buy a car, you see every... And you're like, but wait a minute, were they there? Yeah. Even if it's, not, it's amazing. You're right. I bought a red yeah. PT Cruiser last year and I'm telling you, PT Cruisers were all over the place and I'm going... But where did they come from? Yeah. Why am wow. I now all of a sudden you're noticing because 
Now it's in your energy. You are focused on that car. You see it everywhere. What we focus on is what we see. And so we want to, wouldn't that be just such a beautiful gift to get really clear on what we're focusing on? Yes. That's why you have to be careful. You have to be really careful. And I'm really all about language. That's why I take it out. Like, you know, when earlier I I used that as an example of what he did to me. No, the new language is, what was my part in it? No, (laughs) if I say, if I say, well, you know what they did to me? God, the universe just could go all day with that. The universe will show me every example of what people could do to me. That's right. Because it's what I allow. And that's one thing. I'll be honest with you. Every one of those gentlemen, I was able to say, it's my fault. Yeah. And I would tell, literally, I told them that. I said, listen, everything that happened was my fault. Or, Or even better. Listen, everything that happened, here's my part in it. My part in it. Okay. Yes. That, those are better words. Than here's fault. my part yeah. in it. Here's my part in it. You know, and here's here's what I'm working on. Here's my part. And, you know, and I really am not, you know, whatever the situation is. But, yeah, here's my part. And I'm really all about, please forgive me. You know, I love that. I love that. It's so much nicer than I'm sorry. You know, it's like there's something about please forgive me, you know, because I think everybody wants to be forgiven at some point. Yes. And those words, please forgive me. Yeah. It's just so genuine. Then sorry. Then you have, you know, the, 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 the one that wants to hang around and keep on trying to get your attention and come up with soft stories and the more and more that I would see that it's a, it turns me off more and more I'm like oh yeah no because I moved on and I you know what I like the way I feel see fit the way you feel is very important and okay. I feel so light I feel so free I feel I'm not I wouldn't say I'm ready though for a relationship but I feel I can tell that I'm progressing yeah. On so, then, path. so I would suggest removing everything for, you know, 90 days, remove everything. And when I say everything, just remove social media, remove uh, texting with men, remove anything that will stop you from healing, whatever that might be for you. Mm. Some For some people, it's coffee and sugar. For some people, it's it's being on social media. For me, what I did was I removed everything. Mm. I removed it all because I didn't want any distractions. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to get that random text from some guy on Facebook trying to connect with me. I didn't want any of it. So I removed it all and I took that time to focus on what I wanted. Mm. And, and instead of what I didn't want, I focused on what do I want because then the universe knows exactly because when you when you tell the universe what you don't want they're not they don't they can't differentiate like I said it's like well you don't want or you do like it's so much easier for energy to be like this is what I want I want to walk every day for 30 minutes I want to meet a man who is and very specific i want to meet a man who's divorced or or single or available or i want an open relationship or i want a man with kids or without kids like i got down to the details wow 
and just very clear like for me it was all about i want availability i want somebody who's available to me i want somebody who's available for a relationship you know have do you believe um i want to ask you a question so you see all the knowledge that you have about about that like you know healing the healing yep um has it has the world always been this way because years ago you never heard nobody talk i mean my parents were together since they were 17 they're 75 i've never heard these kind of conversations but i'll be honest with you see when they got married they had to take a blood test to make sure they match they 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 match then they can speak to each other without speaking so maybe my they were soulmates you see what i'm saying so maybe that's why i never really heard all of this like it seemed like since the, the world shifted or is this information that's always been around it's just that if you wasn't if you didn't have to heal then you didn't you you it, you wasn't privy to it i think the information has always been around but okay. it was it was it was you know if you think back like in the 60s it really started to kind of progress a little bit but then you know the 70s had like the law of attraction started yeah and yeah. then you know the things started to progress by the 80s you had tony robbins kind of merge out into the scene and so the the information has always been around but i think what happens is people go eh that's hokey pokey Right, but now people are actually stopping and taking a look and going, you know what? There's so much evidence now that this actually works and that all those books that were written back in the 70s, especially on the law of attraction or, you know, the 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 uh Napoleon which, Hill. Yeah, Napoleon Hill, thinking yeah. grow rich and all of these things about your mindset. Uh-huh. Now they're 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 re- they've remerged. You know what I mean? They're back on the yeah. scene. Yeah. And the other thing, the second part to that is, I would be so curious. So your parents would be the people that I'd be sitting down with, going, "What worked? What didn't work? Were you ever out of love at any point during this fifty-year relationship?" Yeah. I hope my mother listens to my podcast every day and I know she's going to, I just said to her yesterday. I mean, they even homeschooled their grandkids. I mean, they had a system, they something and I said, "Mommy, could I please interview you so you can give we need to know how what when where why and guess what? We do know that they were at happy times all the time. What was the glue? What was the glue? Yeah, What's that's that? the goal. That's, that's right. the goal. And that's you know what? Right. I, I, I want to get that perspective from anybody who has survived a 50 plus marriage. You know, I want that perspective. I want to know what is it that you did that you were consistent? Because there's, see, with people that have stayed together that long, there's something in their, in their G- DNA. And <laughs> I want it. I want it because there's, you know, that consistency that a lot of people don't have. So what is it, you know, because there's a lot of beautiful consistency there and that's what's so mazeltoff to them, you know, and, how and, did they and, do that? And I'll tell you something. I mean, I and I I I've mentioned this on my podcast more than once so all my listeners know. My dad just passed away May 15th and do you know he was nursed at home. We took care of him and my mother took care of him at home. It was phenomenal to watch her do it and listen. Here's the biggest story about her. He's been her only man. 
She met him yeah. at 16. They've been together ever since. So, yeah, she have these, you know, she have all of these jewels, as they say. And I'm like, I want to know. You get them. It's so important. <laughs> I'll share this. I'll share this story with you. We'll, we'll, we'll end with this. I, okay. I, when my grandmother died, she was 93. Mm-hmm. And I flew to Florida and I was with her when, when she was passing away. And, and uh, my grandfather, her husband, they were together 50 plus years. And he wrote a book called Son of a Basque. He's from the Basque country in Spain. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother's from England. And so they met during World War II. And so anyway, he wrote a book. It's a historical fiction, but it's solely based on his life. Mm-hmm. And so when they tried very hard to get the book published when I was younger, and I never really paid much attention to it, but when she was dying, I said, Grandma, was it okay if I if I take this book and see if I can get it published? So she let me, she gave me the rights, you know, as she was dying, she said, yep. So this is the first book I'll be publishing. I will actually have a book, people, in probably two to three months. It's, it's a beautiful story. And do you know when I read that book, I was, I had that feeling of like, I wish I would have known this so I could have talked to him more about this stuff when he was alive because a lot of the stuff in the book he never talked about and and so I never knew that he was a prison guard in San Quentin I never knew I never knew really much about his detective days and all of that and and so it there's some fascinating stuff and so my the reason I share this story is because I'm very proud to say that I'm I'm publishing the book yay and and what I would say is I would get these gems from your mom and I would I would have her take you all the way back to the beginning and I would just put on a recorder or write it down and write down these gems because these gems are so important. They are gold. No, it's beautiful. And, they yeah. started telling me things when he was in the, you know, home, when he, you know, as he was as we were taking care of him. But I yeah. tell you something. Um they had a plan and I she always say that part to me we were young and we had a plan when we had kids we had a plan and I'm I, I she I'm gonna get that blueprint yes <laughs> oh, she's so yes. like I just talked about that yesterday I was like mommy I'm talking to so many people about relationships and there are not too many people I mean we can talk about our grandparents or our parents and say oh they've been together for years but that's that what they call old school love like what was it yeah you know but yeah. i have a question so yes. when you release the book can you please come back on my show and I absolutely absolutely I will be uploading you to a website now that i have so i will give you the link and you can use it wonderful you can share it thank and you, you know, so yeah, much. and then just yeah stay connected with me through my through my newsletter because i will put out a beautiful letter when the book is being released i'll send you one and oh, then after you. you after you read it we'll do another show and yes. we'll talk about it yeah yes let's talk about it <laughs> absolutely i would love it thank you so much deborah thank you thank you so much for allowing me this time and your time and energy is so beautiful and i'm always very grateful when people have me and share their time with me. So thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it.